Welcome back to Tough Men of Faith, where we are talking all things wrestling today, Nick. We are. What's going on, man? How you doing? <laughs> I'm just joking about that part. I'm doing good. We're just sitting here. Uh, Come on, man. We got some listeners that would love us to talk about wrestling. I just don't know wrestling. I've already told my story of meeting Andre the Giant. That's like that's the extent of my wrestling. Yeah. That's but you were cool. asking because yes, I've heard about it all day today. Like I thought wrestling was in town or something. Like we missed it or something. But I heard about it on like a news station this morning because one of the guys, what's something McMahon. I don't know. Man. Got it's hurt last night, years, huh? supposedly. Okay. Like, actually got hurt. Really? Yep. Like, it's sm- not just part of the show? It, no, it wasn't part of the show. It's what they said on the radio. Okay. But it's wrestling, so I don't know. Right, I, yeah. I mean... I didn't pay for the pay-per-view last it's like night. like, every time I hear that some wrestler died, I think they, they just didn't want him on their on their platform anymore, so... <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think they really killed him. Maybe they did. I don't know, but... I don't know. Um, I don't... You know. I was supposed to go this last year... Really? Um, when it was in Indy. For some reason, I couldn't go. But Yeah, I bet you could have made it up for any reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, I told my youngest daughter, it's just a random thing she likes. When we're ever in a hotel, yeah. we always find wrestling to watch. Okay. I don't know why. It's just, I think we're usually in hotels on Fridays, Friday Night yeah. Smackdown. Huh. There's nothing else. And so I told her, it's like, we would go. When we went to Mexico. I bought a wrestling mask. Yeah? Yeah. I tried to put it on when I got home. It didn't fit. It's like made for a kid. That's the extent of my wrestling career. That is pretty funny. Yeah, kind of. Hey, I'm looking over across the table here, and you have like this big yellow pad with looks like a ton so of notes. I use legal pads. Legal, big yellow legal yeah. pad, yeah. So anyway, you got a ton of notes. I do, yeah. I, really, I, I don't know. I just kind of went off yesterday and just started writing a bunch of stuff down. Yeah, you texted me. said you want to talk about who is Jesus to you. Philippians yeah, like, 2 is the scripture you mentioned, and so we don't really have a plan other than like yeah, looking at this text. Wing it. Um, well, you have, man, you got like a full commentary well, over there. So I'm kind of doing this like this class thing. It's like a men's challenge thing. It's yeah. like a 10 week kind of course. I don't know. I'll probably talk about it later sometime, mm-hmm. but like the week's assignment, I guess maybe I'm cheating a little bit, but the week's assignment was, um, who is Jesus to you? Like, how do you see, how do you picture Jesus? Okay. So of course, you know, I just, before I wrote anything down, I just went and asked my wife. I was like, Hey, <laughs> yeah. you know, well, I just, I probably lied to her a little. And I was like, Hey, um, you know, we're supposed to ask our spouse, um, how do you picture Jesus? And She's like, I'm not drawing a picture. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not drawing She's a picture wise. either. I'm, yep. I'm not an artist. When you pray, like, how do you how do you picture Jesus? How do you picture the person that, the the God that you're praying to? Yep. So anyway, yeah, I thought we'd maybe just talk about it a little bit. Like, like I guess if I had to, you know, think about it, like like the way that I would see God is like, you know, like a a stern, authoritative, playful God. Um, I don't know if any of that makes sense, but yeah, um, you know, does does God have a sense of humor? Does he does he get sad? Does he cry? Does he so anyway, yeah. I thought we'd uh, thought we'd just kind of dive in there and yeah, kind of start talking about it a little. That bit. That sounds so, good. So I we, j- what's that? Well, I just you sent a text, so I don't know if that's part of it. I just read through that scripture real quick. Oh um, yeah, before you walked in here. Okay. Today, so I don't know if we want to dive into that some yeah, too. If that's part it. of it, or you got anything on it? Um, I didn't write down anything. I okay. Really, I, I guess I have a few notes I made on it. I, like up here, <laughs> <laughs> does that count? All right. Well, so like I was thinking about it, like so Jesus on earth, does he? I guess my question was, does he show emotion after his ascent to heaven? It's kind of what I started with. And then, uh, you know, we know while on earth, you know, Jesus showed emotions. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he was a man and living a sinless life. And we know that he joked with his friends and, you know, disciples. And, you know, that we know that, you know, occasionally he was driven to anger. Like, yeah. you know, uh, like in Matthew twenty-one twelve, you know, where he goes to the uh, temple. And, you know, they're using the temple basically as a market ripping people off and he's flipping tables and he's you know upset and i mean you see that you know he's he righteously gets angry and yeah uh, you know you see like the way that he like he would joke and mock his friends and how he would mock like religious leaders like you know he'd kind of talking trash to the pharisees but you know yeah he kind of ribbed them for leading their followers into a ditch and you know kind of like the blind leading the blind and 
just thinking about how he's kind of a lot more like us than we would think. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, you know, we're made in his image, but. Right. But, you know, I just, you wouldn't think to compare yourself. And I'm not saying we should compare ourselves to, to God, but, you know, just thinking Jesus on earth, him, how much more relatable was he to us men modern day, 2,000 years later? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot to unpack there. Well, let's just, let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> I was just sitting there thinking about one thing, then you went on something else. And I was thinking about that, so you yeah. had me doing a lot of thinking. Yeah, so just throw a wrench into your plan. No, I mean, well, I was. See, so you talked a lot about God's emotions. Yeah, so that, that's a that's a big topic, like to look at. So, does God have emotions? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, like we see it, right? There's times. Yeah, uh, we see anger. There, we see he laughs, he grieves. Yeah, um, but I th- I think what's I think what we have to keep in mind when we look at God's emotions is that God never sins. So some, our emotions will cloud our judgment, or sometimes they're done. There could be a sinful part of that as well, right? right. And so God is um, immutable; he he never changes. Yeah. So even though God may show maybe emotions, it's not emotions like ours in the sense that there's there's no sin in Him. So it looks different when He shows emotion. Yeah, for sure. I think that's what's important to keep in mind. Yeah. Right. When you look at God's. Yeah. No, I agree. And that's kind of something else I was thinking too. Is like, does your image, does your portrait, does your, you know, the way that, that you picture God when you pray, does it change based on what you're praying about? And like I said, you know, kind of before I, I, when I think about it, when I'm praying, when I'm, you know, seeing, you know, who I'm praying to in my head, I'm thinking about, you know, an authoritative, you know, father figure with, you yeah. know, good sense of humor. Obviously I, I would think less emotional. Yeah, but well, definitely emotions are there. They're they're there. It's like God's anger. It's like we would sh- maybe have the emotion of anger, and it could be sinful, right? Yeah. So God's anger would be would be rooted in judgment, but it would be divine or good judgment. Like right. it'd be perfect judgment. Yeah. So yeah exactly. That's right. It's like our anger and emotion may be wrong at times. Right. Right. And so His would never be wrong. Yeah. Um, it's perfectly righteous, if you would. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's a lot to think about. Yeah, it is. But I think of myself as. I would say a less stern, more joking manner. And it's funny to think that, you know, Jesus on earth was stern, but mm-hmm. definitely had a joking side. Yeah. You know, and thinking about, you know, he wept, um, you know, like when Lazarus died and he yeah. cried. So and, he had um, compassion. Yeah, right. for sure. And, uh, you know, I was thinking like where he uh, restores the vision of the blind guy. You know, the guy had been blind from birth. And, yeah. You know, I mean, the guy probably didn't even know what it was like to see. And I'm thinking... You know, I read through John 9, um, and it says, Jesus spit on the ground and made mud. Yeah. And wiped the mud on the guy's eyes and told him to go wash it off, and he'd be able to see. And I'm thinking, you've got to see the sense of humor here, because he could have just touched the guy and made his vision work. Yeah. He didn't have to spit on the guy, um, or spit on the ground and wipe the spit on the guy. Somebody's got to be laughing a little bit inside there. Um, right. If it's his disciples, it's friends, it's whatever. It's like, hey man, uh, you didn't you didn't have to spit on the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and make mud. You 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 could have just touched the guy and he would have been fine. And uh, you know, he probably snickered back to him. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and that's just just it's just the way you know I look at it and read it and you know interpret it. It's just yeah. uh, try to think about who you who you see mm-hmm. and you know kind of put an image together and see if that changes based on what you're praying for. Yeah, and all that you're seeing a God who cares, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's really what. Like, why did he? However, he healed. He healed that guy because he cared, but also for his glory is the reason he was doing it, right? And I mean, yeah, the guy, the guy follows him to. I, I don't know. It's just what else you got over there? You got a lot of notes, man. I do. I don't know. I need to read through it. Well, it's nothing like doing it on air. Yeah. Right. What was that passage you you mentioned? Which one in Philippians? Yeah. Um, I think it was Philippians two seven and eight. Okay. Um, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, 
And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. That's a good passage. Uh, yeah, there's a lot there. Because we're leading, this this episode is going to drop on Thursday before Easter. Yeah. So pretty timely. Yeah, it sure um, is. That's an interesting passage uh, when you think about I mean, it's, it's crazy to think about to me that, and I, I don't know why until maybe just this past week, I had never thought about it this way, but Jesus left God in heaven to come to earth. Mm-hmm. And I guess in my head, I had always thought about it as God made Jesus to come to earth. I never thought about it as Jesus leaving God in heaven to come to earth yeah, um, to be our Savior. And I don't know why I'd never thought about it that way, but just, you know, the way that I had learned it, it just, that wasn't. Mm-hmm. So already, I mean, look at what he gave up. What he gave up to serve us. Well, yeah, exactly. What so he gave up it? to serve us. Because, I mean, it was a losing, there's a no win, it's a no win situation for him. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a win win situation for him, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. a, it's going to be a bad deal in the end. And he knows that. Yeah. And the fact that he comes here, he's born a baby, raised up into what, guess in his 30s? Mm-hmm. And then he's crucified. But, you know, we go back to this verse, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Let's start. Can we start earlier in that passage and just kind of work through it? Yeah. To get there. Where do you want to go? Let's we'll start at the front. Uh, let's start at, yeah, like verse, let's just work through the passage like we're sitting around studying the Bible, I guess, with All right. a couple thousand of our closest friends. <laughs> <laughs> so Christ's example of humility. Verse 1, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Yes, I think he's telling us there, hey, be like me. Yeah. Right? Yep, exactly. Was that through verse 2? Yeah, it was through verse 2. Okay. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Man, that's a tough verse. It sure is. Like, think about this. Yeah. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. Yep, and count others as more significant than yourself. So every day I notice that other people have needs. Yeah. And sometimes I feel bad for them. (laughs) Do you fulfill all of their needs before yours? But (laughs) who am I usually thinking of first, right? Yeah, me, for sure. My interests, like, they usually come first. Yeah. Um, And here he's telling us, hey, think of the other person before you think of yourself. Yep, kind of hard to think about it like that, to put yourself aside to serve other people first. Yeah. And then when you look at it, the big picture, that's exactly what Jesus did for us. It is. So I I think that's what we're going to see, that theme, like, Yep. Jesus as servant in this. Yep. You want to read next yep. couple of verses? Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Kind of the same thing? Yeah. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. To read the next verse too. But emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. That goes back to what you were saying, that you know he came for us. Right. Like he had the position of power and he used that power to serve you. Right. Um, But look at the way he came back to us. Yeah. He came back not as a God, not as, you know, the all powerful. He came back as a baby. Yeah. um, Born a baby, raised. Still fully God. For sure. Yeah. Um, But still a man. Yep. Um, Fully man. Yep. And raised. The first spanking to give Jesus. I I don't know if that happened. (laughs) Well, it's not written down, but. It's not. I think what's interesting here is that. Like anytime we get power or leverage, we want to use it for ourselves. Yeah. So if, like if we get come into some extra money, we're going to build a pool at the Robertson's house. Right? <laughs> we are. Yeah. That's the idea. <laughs> or, or something, right? Yeah. Like or if we have power, we want to use it to promote ourselves in the, in the company or whatever. But Jesus had all these things. The verse said he emptied himself yeah. and, and took on the form of, of a servant. Right. And when you think about like a servant, you usually don't take on the form of a servant. You're usually assigned a servant role. 
Yeah. Like no one, most people don't wake up one day and be like, I want to be a servant yeah, today. I know what I'm going to do today. You're right. Now, <laughs> it may be you're a servant today, but it probably wasn't your choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But yeah, I think that the cool thing about this verse is you can start applying it to a lot of areas. Oh, yeah. Like in your marriage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you have a position of, of power, authority, do you use that to serve the other, your right. spouse? Or... Yeah, are you serving your spouse or are you leading your spouse to do things that you want? Right. Are, you know, are you pushing them in a direction that's just for self-benefit? Yeah. Let's read the next couple of verses. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the God of the Father. That's good. I'm glad you're doing all the reading. Me too. You read really fast. I do. People can't follow along. That is true. Um, <laughs> this is so counterculture that, you know, he takes exactly on what it is. It's counterculture. the low road and then Jesus or God exalts him. Yeah. So it's like we think the way up is always like to get promoted, to get more money, to get more power. Right. And here we're saying, hey, you humble yourself and let God exalt you. So yeah. it goes. Become, become a servant for other people, you know, yeah. give up everything and then every knee should bow for you. Not yeah. for you, but you know. But the natural things like I want a position of power, of authority. I mean, yeah. you see that in Mark chapter ten. That's where a couple of disciples are are saying, "Hey, when we get to heaven, who's going to be, who's going to be at your right hand? Who's going to be the greatest one? You know, who's yeah. going to be your <laughs> vice president, <Right>. and <laughs> top top guy?" And Jesus, like, that's not right. Yeah, right. Like the the first shall be last. That type of thought. Like you need right. to be a servant, and that's the example that he's saying, which yeah. is kind of how you started all this out. Yep. Um, yeah, you need to have the mind and attitude of a servant. Yeah, it's funny when you are able to humble yourself and serve others, and have the mind of a servant. Mm -hmm. It's funny the difference in the way you feel about life. Yeah. You really see life through a different set of lenses at that point. Yeah. Somebody had kind of told me that this week. He said, you're just built different. You have a heart. Um, he said, I'm very business-oriented, and you're very life-oriented. And he said, you're very good with people, and you can talk to people. And he said, you'd give anything just to be able to help somebody. Yeah. And he said, I'm just not like that. I'm just not built that way. And mm. uh and there is a difference, too, in the way people are, you know, structured and the way that their mind works. But, yeah, I, I, I fully agree that when you can humble yourself and, you know, yeah. serve other people, it which definitely is, changes the way you uh, the way you feel and the way you look at things. Yeah, which Jesus, all through New Testament, is our example. Yeah. Um, when you think of this week being Easter, John 13, uh, before Jesus goes to the cross, uh, we, we always look at, like, the Lord's Supper. Yeah. Garden of Gethsemane, but you go back just a little bit there. In John chapter 13, he's he's washing the disciples' feet. Right. And I that had to be like so humbling. To yeah. Me. Like, because the one, there's just like the gross nature of it. Right. Their feet weren't like our feet. They wore sandals everywhere. Right. They were dirty. They were dirty. Callous. There was donkeys walking around everywhere. Uh, so, yeah. you know, you know what your feet are stepping in. Can you imagine somebody touching you in between your toes? Right. I just, I would freak all the way yeah. out and just be done. Like, you know. Yeah. So, it, Jesus, the master. I appreciate you washing my feet, but don't like, don't get the lint out from my toes. Yeah. Like, you know, it just. Yep. Gross. But here's what's interesting. He sets down as the master, as God, yeah. begins washing their feet. Right. He lays aside, you know, his garments, that the position of power that he had, the authority yeah. he had, and he, and he washes feet to show that he's a servant. Right. But what's fascinating when you think about that passage, and he knows this, just a short time after that, those feet here wa he's washing, when he goes to the cross, they're going to be running the other way. Right. These dudes aren't going to be hanging out with him. <laughs> Right? He crazy, tells them. Crazy to know that. And Judas still, is getting ready to betray him. Yeah. Peter says, I'm going to be there and kill people with you. Whatever it takes, I'm going to stand <laughs> or be killed with you. Yeah. And then a slave girl comes up, a servant girl, and Peter's like, no, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> like, I don't know you. 
<laughs> and Jesus is washing his feet, yeah. serving knowing him, that this knowing is that this happen. is going to happen. Yeah. Right? So me, that's just a very clear picture of, of Jesus as servant, yeah. as gospel, and then saying, hey, this is what you guys are to do now. Right. Um, you're supposed to act like this. Yeah. Um, wash feet. But when you start applying that to your wife, your friends, right. and start asking other people what you can do to serve them, yeah. I mean, can you imagine how that question would change your right. relationships? Yeah, you know, I mean, you're not washing so my you're, feet, but you're, uh, well, no, I'm not. I'm not planning on. But so you're you're a boss, right? So you have employees. I, yeah, yeah. So what would it look like if one of your employees came up to you and was like, Nick, what what can I do to make your life easier? How can I serve you at work today? Yeah, right? it would look great, <laughs> right? And then if you finally like maybe got back to him, like, why are you asking me that? Yeah, which would open the door. They'd be like, well, you know, I'm a Christian, and this is what Jesus did for me, yeah. and this is how I'm supposed to act. So how would that change your marriage if you asked? Now, not in like a no, I got you. Uh, yeah, no, I, I know got... you and I can be a. Uh, a little sarcastic yeah. sometimes and ask our wives how we can serve them. Yeah. Um, not thinking like that. Right. But if they got past our immaturity and said, what can I do to serve you? Yeah. Like, how can I help you out this yeah, week? Yeah, exactly. Or if you go to your friend, what right. can I do to serve you this week? Yep. And if you go to people who don't know Jesus and you start asking that question yeah. and looking for ways to do it and they see you as a servant, even if you have the position of power. Well, it's kind of like I said earlier, you know, people look at you a little different. They say, hey, you know, yeah. you're, you're built different. And, you know, why the change in you over the last couple of years and... You know, it's like, man, the only thing I can reply with is God. Like, yeah. I just, I don't, there's no other, there's nothing else that I can say that, yeah. you know, even comes close to making sense. But, uh, yeah, like we did that last night. I actually, <laughs> round two, I asked my wife if she wanted to work out with me and we did together um, mm -hmm. for like 15, 20 minutes and it was great. You know, I didn't push her. I didn't do anything. You know, there was no yelling <laughs> this time around and uh, we had a great time. Um, yeah. You know, it was, it was a really good time together just to, to work out together and to encourage each other. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Good. Yeah. Let me take this one step further. What you got? So I just was thinking about this. Jesus is serving people who are wrong, who have wronged him and yeah. are going to wrong him. Right. So I just named a bunch of people we could serve, but most of those people we're trying to get along with. Exactly. What if you applied this principle to someone who's wronged you or hurt you? Yep. That you'd let them know, hey, it's, it's not okay that you did that. Right. I forgive you. I'm working towards forgiving you. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that's the first thing you? is you, you have to forgive them first. Mm -hmm. um, you have to get over that hurt. And that anger, and you have to forgive them for whatever they've done. And whether yeah. they realize that they need forgiveness or not, you just have to forgive them to be able to let that go. Yeah. But then, yeah, like you said, ask them how you can serve them. Yeah. How, how can I make your life easier? So metaphorically saying, you know, how can I <clears throat> wash the feet of someone who has wronged me? Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, that would be a tough one. Yeah. Good challenge. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. easy to say that sitting here, but <laughs> maybe that should be the challenge yeah. this week. Like right. where you guys look for someone to ask how you can serve them this week. Yeah. And, and maybe it's someone who's... Who has hurt you? Yeah. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's a coworker. Yeah, maybe um, it's a friend, or maybe it's yeah. somebody you just you know you used to hang out with and you don't anymore. Um, yeah, and I think that the danger comes like you may be fearful, like what if they take advantage of me and, and things like well, that. Well, yeah, but for sure. I mean, what if this backfires? And backfires. Anyway, you know, but what if it what if it costs me? Um, is I think in the end that I mean, that's the danger of it is what if it costs me? You know, yeah. cost me whatever. You know, I think people just don't want to put themselves out there just to even take a chance of getting hurt or used or. Yeah. But do it anyway. Yeah, at the end, you're, 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 a shot. you're living like Jesus, yeah. right? You're doing what's commanded of you. So. Exactly. This has been good. Not yeah. the direction I thought we were going yeah, to go totally, at totally all. Totally the same um, thing here. So good question today is, yeah. what can I do to serve you? Ask yep. some people that this week. And, yeah, and it's Easter. It's Easter this Sunday. It is. Um, get the church. Yeah, get to it. Yeah, <laughs> find a church. If you don't have one, call me. I'll, I'll invite you to one. Yeah. I'll come and pick you up. I'll take you to one. Um, in the uh, white van? Maybe we can put some lawn chairs in the back, I guess. <laughs> okay. um, it's a little dangerous, but it'll be all right. Grab a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Nick, I'm getting a little radio feedback, a little radio feedback from producer Blake. <laughs> I, I don't, I'll let you do the announcing because. It sounds like um, 
we're going to finally get some shirts, and uh, I think shirt orders are going to go live either next week or the week after. Yeah. Um, that's going to be awesome. First time hearing of it, so it's... Yeah, right? <laughs> no, I think it'd be good. Yeah. I want some Tough Men of Faith shirts. All right, so follow us on social media, yep. Facebook, share it. Um, be watching there. Like, the shirts will pop up there, right? For how you Facebook, how you can order Yeah. Uh, there, and make yeah, sure probably, to... Probably on the Facebook page. Yeah, we'll figure out something there. Share the podcast with some friends. And, yeah, um, and uh, go to go to church this this weekend for Easter. Definitely, um, if you don't have one, or every Sunday. Yeah, but you know it's a good time to start. Um, it is. So this Sunday is always a good time to start. Next Sunday is a good time to start too. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have one, let me know. I'll come pick you up or invite you to my church, and uh, I'll continue praying for you. All right, so. sounds good. Thanks for joining us today. Yep. We'll see you next time. <laughs>